Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new, best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. How are you guys doing today? I am so happy that you have tuned in and have joined me and Amy Sanders, who's here with me. Hello, Amy. How are you? Hey, very good. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me on the podcast. Of course. I am so happy that you are here and I'm really looking forward to diving into our conversation today about a topic that is so incredibly important. And that is how it is that we get to control our feelings along the path of divorce so that you can self-coach yourself across any area of your life. And before we dive in, I want to share a little bit about you with our audience today. So Amy Sanders is a master certified mindset and life coach. For more than two decades, she has taught and inspired thousands of women through weight loss, mindset, and business. Amy works with women to uncover their purpose and help them release the deep-rooted beliefs that hold them back in life. This includes helping women heal from divorce, abuse, and other life-altering circumstances that cause trauma in women and help them from reaching their true potential. Amy, I love the work that you do. And I know before we hit the record button, I was telling you how much I just, I love your work. I've been following you. I get your emails. They're just, they're incredibly insightful. And I'm so honored for you to be here to share your wisdom. So before we dive in, I would love for you to share more about your journey and how it is that you came to do the work that you do today. Well, thank you. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Sure. (laughs) You make me sound so good. (laughs) You're like, is that me? (laughs) That's you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, So everyone has their own journey and I have had mine. So it started a long, long time ago when, um, you know, as you go through life, you realize you start to uncover like, okay, so why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why? And you start to uncover. And what I realized is that from a very, very young age, I took on the role of people pleaser Hmm. completely to where I didn't even dare say no to anybody about anything, including getting married to my ex-husband. So when he got on his knee and he proposed after, by the way, three weeks of dating, I just have to throw that in there. (laughs) He got on his knee and I felt completely sick to my stomach. Knots were just like turning. I felt ill. And as I'm sitting there, like looking at him as he's on a knee, by the way, in the snow. So I'm leaving him down there because I don't know what to say because I'm like completely frozen. Literally. I just say yes. (laughs) Like literally, right? Like figuratively and literally I am like, uh, I don't know what to say. Well, I don't want to make him feel bad. So I'll, I'll just say yes. 
So I said yes to the most important decision of my life, turning away from everything that felt true to me. From that moment on, I, I got married. I was married for 11 years. We had three kids together and I knew it was a mistake. I knew my body, my soul, everything about me did not want to be married to this man. And I said, yes. So as I was going through this marriage and there was a lot uh, that happened in this marriage, there was infidelity. There was, I mean, if you name the things that people leave a marriage for, it was like, check all the boxes, but I stayed also because of my religious beliefs. So (laughs) I had a, you know, so as I'm like completely miserable, I'm like, am I like, I'm just like thinking like, is this really what, if I believe in God, is this really what he wants for me? Why is it that I tell people yes all the time? Why is it that I don't ever listen to what I want? So I just really started uncovering, took me down a long road of self-discovery. Um, once I left my husband, I felt completely empowered and realized like, wow, once I took back my own power, I'm like, every woman needs to know how to do this. And they need to know that they can. Now I'm not pro-divorce. I'm not saying, Hey, if things aren't perfect, jump out of there, get out of there. (laughs) But what I'm saying is if things are not going in your life, the way that you thought that they would, there's always something you can do about it. And I just want to shout from the, the rooftops. Guess what? Take back your power. Women are amazing individuals. Like we all have so many talents and gifts and things that maybe we keep small and we stay quiet. And that's what I used to do, but it didn't serve me. And it left me into like, led me and left me into a really like unhappy situation. So that's kind of what led me along those lines is people pleasing that just kind of escalated. And then once I dove in, I've been into fitness and health and wellness and stuff for over 20 years. And so, um, helping those women initially, it's like, there was always more, you know, so I'd help them lose weight and other things would happen in their life. Like they're like, Oh, wow. I, my marriage is improving to that. You know, it's like always more stuff. So I don't know, that was kind of a long intro, but that's, that's what got me where I am today. And so certifications and clients and everything later, here I am. (laughs) No, and it's great. And, and I love, you know, I love how you changed your story, right? You took part of what we're going to talk about today, right? You took back control. You Mm -hmm. realized what you had control over to make a change and, and in doing so you are living into a more heart-driven purpose with what it is that you do today. And, and I'm sure you see this a lot too, with your clients is that, and just people in general, we spend so much time worrying and thinking about all the things out of our control, right? And then this little teeny tiny amount, right? This like an inch (laughs) of time, right? Thinking about the things that we do have control over. So, you know, based on our topic today, right? Is what is it that we have control over? Well, you have control over your decisions, your choices, your emotions, your feelings. So Mm -hmm. let's start there. You know, talk a little bit about how it is that you coach and, and how it is that you support your clients in seeing what it is that they have control over when they are people pleasers. Yeah, exactly. They feel like they don't have control. (laughs) Yes. I love this. I want to start by talking about a little, like a story that happened yesterday because I was on the phone with client 
And, um, in her life, she felt like this past weekend, she has been with this man for a while. They've broken up and he was on a trip with another woman. And so at least she thought, well, turns out that she, he wasn't, but she was all up in arms about the fact that he was with another woman, but I'm like, you're broken up. So I was coaching her through that. But it like, after she realized he wasn't even gone, she's like, I was crazy town for three days. I was like, yeah, you were. And you didn't even know for sure if it was happening, right? It wasn't even happening. And she's like, why did I do that? And I'm like, well, the reason why you did that is because your thoughts fed you all kinds of information that was not true. And you reacted from those thoughts. And so that's, that's how I want to start. And I want to start that because I know that there's people that are listening that are like, yeah, that's me. We make up all this stuff and then we show up thinking that this stuff is true and it creates our actions. It creates our results. And that's what also creates our unhappiness or happiness. So I'm going to walk you through what I like to call the model. And it's, you might've heard about it. You might not, but it is helpful regardless of how, how much, you know, or don't know about it. So our brain gives us thoughts all day long, all the not like all the time. Right. So I don't know what number is true, but I have read studies and seen studies that say we have 6,000 thoughts a day, 60, 6,000. But I've also seen studies that say we've had 60,000. Yeah. So I don't know which one's true, but guess what? They're both big numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. 60 is a lot bigger than 6,000, but say it's 6,000. That's still a ton of thoughts. So if you have those thoughts that are going on autopilot all the time and you don't do anything about it, they can become beliefs and we function from that place. So I like to think of our brains, you know, we have these like neurons and these synapses that are going all the time. I like to think of them as like little highways. And if you have the same thought over and over and over, it's going to become a belief. Some of this, like, you're like, I already know this. Some people are like, I don't know if I know this, whatever. Anyway, thing is, is most of the thoughts that we serve ourselves are lies. They're not even true. We just decide that they're true. And we think that they're true about a circumstance. Mm -hmm. So even take, I know this podcast talks a lot about divorce. So divorce itself, that is the circumstance. That's it. Everyone can prove that it's happened. It's a fact like, okay, this person is divorced. We can all agree legally. And also <laughs> like in your daily life, okay, they're divorced, but it's how you think about that divorce that changes everything. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. So they'll have all of these different thoughts. Uh, he's a terrible person. She totally screwed me over. They took everything. I mean, you can focus on whatever you want to focus on. And I know that like, I'm going to trigger a lot of people right now because people look at divorce as a negative thing. I've been divorced too. And it was a really hard thing. It was one of the hardest things I've ever been through, but how you show up in that moment, whether it's divorce or anything else, and you stop just long enough, just becoming aware for that little second to question that thought. First of all, is it true? Most times it's not. Second of all, do I want to show up this way? Like, how do I want to show up? So when it came to my divorce, I was like, yeah, I can play victim card all day long, but who wants to stay in that place? Right? Like, it's like a terrible place to be to just, oh, my life is over. He took all of our money. I'm so broke. I'm a single mom. These are all things that happened to me. 
I couldn't pay my rent. Like I can focus on all of that, but it's not going to get me anywhere. Even though those might be true facts, you look at my big statement and it doesn't make sense because it's in the negative, you know, (laughs) But, (laughs) but so first and foremost, stop and think about those thoughts. Like, are they serving you? And if they are not, you can pick a new one. Sometimes the new thought needs to be a bridge thought. I am learning how to deal with my current circumstance or divorce or, you know, fill in the blank. I am learning how to co-parent with my ex. I am learning how to see the good out of everything. So it might be like a bridge. Like you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm going through this process or you could just skip the whole bridge and be like, whatever you thought you want. Like I want this, or I've got this. I'm a killer (laughs) ex wife. (laughs) I, I like to, I like to say, you know, I would love to be the ex of me. Are you showing up in that space? Like, I would love to be that person because I, for me, I want to treat everyone the way I want to be treated. Sometimes that's really hard in these these (laughs) circumstances, but just like being there, like, you know what? Okay. How would I want to be treated? Let me just show up in that energy. And then they get to decide, right? We're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about them in a minute and how like feelings are, but from your thoughts, you always feel a certain way. And that's where you take action every single time. So if you have an amazing thought, like you're so excited to go to a concert tonight, that energy that you have is excitement. It's you're looking forward to it versus maybe a concert you don't want to go to, or you don't want to, you don't want to pull up and switch with the the ex-husband. Like you're like, I have to see him today when we do the kids switch you know, so you have to look through a lens of like, how do I want to be right? What kind of feeling do I want to bring up? Right. And it's shifting the perspective, right? So it's like, Oh God, I have to see him today to get, you know, to get my kids. Well, you get your kids, forget him. You get to see your kids today, right? Like eliminate it. I think that people think that there's only one way to get from A to Z, but as you and I know, and I love the metaphor that you use it, it's like all these multiple highways. Like there's a million different ways that you can get yourself from A to Z. It's just because you've been on autopilot, you're so accustomed to sticking with that same story. So I love, you know, kind of the reframe and the rewrite of, of what the positive gets to be in what you're currently seeing as a negative. Yeah. And also understanding that it's okay for things to be negative sometimes. So often we're like, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Like you're trying, you're striving so hard to be happy. I'm like, guess what? Sometimes there are hard times and it's, and recognize those, give yourself grace, Yes. but also pick yourself up. Are you wallowing? Are you just staying here? Like my client was like, I'm going to just stay in this place because he's with another woman. So my life is over for the next three days. Well, guess what? He actually wasn't with another woman. He was working. And so you just went through all of that, like mind drama and she was crying herself to sleep. And I was like, and then also you chose to break up with him. So look at what you have power over, right? How you want to be. And before you go all crazy town in your head, ask yourself, like, is that really true? Like, is that truly a circumstance that can be proven? Or am I just making up a lot, a lot of stuff that's not true? Yep. So Yes any thought you have, that's where your feelings come in. So if you have negative thoughts, you're going to have crappy feelings. Just that's bottom line. That's how it goes. Yep. But the opposite is also true. Yes. And from those feelings are what create your results because you act 
from your feelings. If you're excited, you're going to show up with more excitement. You're going to do like, so if you're getting ready for the concert, you're going to look cuter. You're going to do your hair, whatever, right? You're, those are your actions. And then you have a good time. That's your result, but you can apply it literally to anything in life. As long as you stop long enough to look at that thought and question it. Yep. Very true. And when I first learned this model, I have to say this because when I learned this model, I was like, well, it doesn't apply to, to all these other issues in my life. I was like, it doesn't apply because (laughs) (laughs) it applies over here, but it doesn't apply over here because I'm getting sued by my husband's ex and try and do a model on that. And I'm like, you know, once I learned how to really pick it apart, I was like, yeah, I I can still decide how I want to show up everywhere. It applies everywhere. It doesn't matter who you are, what your circumstance is. The biggest thing is to know and understand that your circumstance just is, it's a fact. It's something that can be proven. Everyone will agree. And there's no emotion attached. If you have an emotion attached, then that's where you struggle. And we think that it's because of our circumstance that our results are the way they are. It's because I'm in this marriage or it's because I just got divorced and now I'm broke. It's because mm, you create your results. What's happening in your life right now is exactly because of what you've either done or you're doing or you're continuing the choices you're making. Right. Yeah. But the good news is guess what? It can all be changed. Like you have full power over you. You do not have full power over somebody else. And with that said, I wanted to talk about the manual, (laughs) which I call it the manual where we think that certain people should behave a certain way. And we have all those words like should or have to even ourselves. Like, yeah, all these things, guess what? The only person we can control is us. Nobody else. They all can do whatever they want to do. If they're adults and you're not like their mom, you know, if they're over the age of 18 and you're not their mom, they get to decide they can do what they want. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. So if you take on that approach, like, okay, take the word should out of my vocabulary. I should do this, or you should do this, or I have to do this. You know, all of those words are heavy and they don't really serve you. But if you understand, I get to decide, I get to take care of my parents or my kids. I don't have to, I can literally do not one thing for them, but I'm choosing to, I don't have to, I'm choosing to, cause I want to, because I love them. I'm choosing to co-parent with this ex because these kids are important to me and I love them. Anyway, <laughs> so no, and I, no, I think it's I, I, you, we speak the same language, right? It's whenever we use words like I have to, or I want to, to me, you're leaving room for not doing those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, the power is in saying, I get to do these things. Like I get to be a mom. I get to be an entrepreneur. I get to be a daughter. I get to be all these amazing things. And when, and I agree with you, when you think of it from that lens, it totally shifts everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. those of you guys listening, like say it out loud, like, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to go pick up my kids. 
that's like, uh, right. right. <laughs> like, uh, versus I have to like, go pick I, them up. Right. I have to go pick them up. I have to feed them, you know, and instead say like, I get to pick my kids up from school today. Do you know how lucky you are? Like you, you have the ability, like you get to do this. Like, and I, I, for so many years, I worked in corporate and I had a nanny because I chose to work and I chose to work in corporate. And now that I work from home, I work for myself. I'm like, I get to pick my kids up from school. I have been dying to do this for so long. And, and I agree with you. I think that there's just such a different, you take back your control in the, I get to, instead of the, I should, or I have to, or I ought to. So I love that. It's all a choice. Yes. And the other thing that I think is very important to, to just become aware of is that so often we believe that other people hurt our feelings. He hurt my feelings. He was so mean to me. He hurt my feelings. Well, we were raised to believe that, right? Like when we were kids on the yeah. playground, Fire. the teacher was like, you hurt their feelings. Go tell her, sorry, go tell him, sorry. And you'd be like, I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Truth is our feelings are ours. Nobody can hurt them, but ourselves, nobody, people can say something to you. And if you take it apart, those are just words. Once we decide that they're true is when our feelings get hurt. That's also where we stay in like the whole victimhood. So yes. if you can look at it, be like, okay, well, that's their perception. What's mine, right? That's what they said. And they can think and do and say whatever they want to, but that does not mean it's true. And that does not mean it's true for me. Right. So when your feelings are hurt, step back and look at it. Is it because you're take, like deciding that it's true? Most right. likely. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, so this is so great. <laughs> this is so great, Amy, because, okay. you know, it, because it is like, and typically it's other people projecting, right? Mm -hmm. It's projecting their own feelings onto you. It has nothing to do with you unless you allow it to, mm -hmm. right? Like there have been times where people have made comments to me and old Wendy used to be like, I so care what other people think of me. Oh my God, is this how other people are seeing me? And then taking that in that like, oh my God, this is, this is who I am. And now I'm like, I don't even like, number one, that's so not me. Number two, like, if that's your experience, we are not meant to be friends, like <laughs> see you later. Right. And now I just like, it's like, you know, it just, just rubs off my back now, but I think it's really important because, it, and I do think that it has to do with the fact that we, so it's the people pleaser in us, right. We want to be loved and liked by everybody. And so when we think that somebody doesn't like us, we take that in as like something's wrong with us instead of, well, maybe either they're perceiving something incorrectly or they're the ones who are like, have the problem. And it's okay. Yes. hundred percent. Totally okay. <laughs> yeah. I always say like, you're entitled, you know, I say to my kids, I'm like, well, you're entitled to your feelings and I get to feel differently. And that's great. Like no one's right. No one's wrong. Yeah. Different. Totally. Yeah. And if you can understand like, okay, so if I have control of my feelings and I can apply this model circumstances, just are, it's my thoughts about the circumstances that are tripping me up. How do I want to see this circumstance? Mm -hmm. Okay. From that place, I have these feelings and those are what are going to create my actions and my results. Okay. So if that's it and I get to decide how I want to feel, how do I want to feel? There's some, there's some days 
yeah, I am a, I'm a life coach. I've been doing this stuff for a long time. There are days where I'm like, yeah, today I'm just having a crappy, I'm having a very human day. I call it right. a human day sometimes <laughs> or a crappy day and it's okay. You know what? It's okay. And then there's other times where I'm like, but why do I even want to be here? Because it's a complete choice. I can have a crappy hour and then I can get on with my yep. day, but it is me. It's nobody else. Yep. Just 100%. deciding to take ownership and then deciding what you want. So what do you want? It's like How do question. you want to fill? How do you want to show up in the world, in your home, to your kids, to maybe your new partner or your ex or your family? Like, how do you want to show up for you? Yeah. And, and it, and I'm not trying to derail you from going through the steps, but you know, what's coming up for me too, is that, you know, we also have a choice in whether we respond or whether we react and there's a very big difference too. Right. So when we respond, we're responding from a conscious choice place versus when we are reacting, right. That's when we're allowing, we're taking in what the other person is saying. And it's like our defense mechanism just like automatically kicks in in that moment where again, I don't believe serves us you know, I, I do coach my clients a lot around understanding what the difference is between reacting and responding. And I think a lot of that has to do with letting go of your expectations and even assumptions of what is coming, you know, coming towards you. Totally. That does go along because that is what the manual is. It's like letting go of expectations of what you think you or other people should always be doing. Just let it go because you know what, if you're, it's one thing, if you ask, so let's say that you're super annoyed that your partner or your kid is not taking out the trash every week. And so you have all this resentment. Well, if they're an adult, they get to decide if they want to take out the trash, but also have you asked them, have you said, Hey, can you make sure to take out the trash every week? That'd be very important for me. A lot of times we don't ask, we just assume, and then we get like really frustrated, but letting go of expectations is humongous. And when we do that, we can show up so much more often with love and happiness, the place where we want to be, because we're seeing people as they are, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's such a better, like a better space, better energy, better place to be. Yeah. So how can people get a handle on (laughs) their, on their emotions. And, you know, I mean, I love breathing work, right? Like I always, Mm -hmm. I always, my line is like, you know, there's power in the pause, right? So how can people sort of start practicing that gaining back control of their emotions and their responses? Yeah. I love this question. First of all, breathing is good. With that said, I think I'm the one that does the least amount of it. Like I have to remind myself, like, I, okay, I do do meditation every day, but I have to be like, okay, no, Amy, it's time to slow down and do some meditation. So even, even those of us who are like practicing it still have to like, okay, you know, not perfect, but yeah, power in the pause. I love it. Just focus on breathing, but then ask yourself, ask yourself, is this true? What do I believe to be true? And if it is true, like I still like, will question it, you know, it's my job to question everything, but like, <laughs> if you're believing it's true, ask Such why. A coach, Amy. <laughs> I know, right. I'm like, no, it's not true. Um, <laughs> but ask yourself why, like, why is this a problem for me? 
just very, very simple questions to get your mind going Mm -hmm. and don't let your mind go to the, I don't know, because I don't know, turns your brain off. Yeah. It just turns it off. So getting to that place, like always remembering that it starts with a thought. It's not the circumstances of the thought. And also understanding that, yeah, if you are in the middle of divorce or you're just gone, if you've just gone through it, it's going to take some time to heal and that's okay. But be very, very, very aware. That's the very first step is what are you allowing yourself to think about? And if you would say what you're saying to yourself, would you say that same thing to your kid? Would you say it to your best friend? Would you say it to your mom about them? Cause if you wouldn't, then it's time to stop it. It's time to stop it and time to start looking at other thoughts and treating yourself better because that's the only way to get through that crap. Yep. So that's like really like the very first step is just being aware of what you're telling yourself about your circumstance, about you, like all those things, questioning it, asking why it's a problem, asking if you'd ever say it to anybody else that you actually love. Yeah. And I ask that question all the time. I'm like, would you say like, would you talk to your friends? Would you talk to your kids the way that you talk to yourself? And everybody's like, God, no, I would never, but yet we do it to ourselves every day. I mean, literally every day for being really honest with ourselves. And, you know, I think one of the things I'm hearing you say that I hope everybody tuning in is getting is that it's really about slowing down and paying attention to, uh, it's not even getting mad at yourself when you're not paying attention. It's just, it's acknowledging when you do right. Acknowledging when you're, when you are getting into old habits or because like you said, we're human beings. Like I'm not perfect either. Like I, I could probably breathe more <laughs> during midday <laughs> <laughs> and Lord knows I remind my kids to like, just take a breath, you know, <laughs> like right. I need to remember to say that to myself, but you know, I think that we choose to go on autopilot, you know, in kind of what the next steps are instead of just like taking a beat and figuring out, okay, aside from whether this, you know, yes, is this fact or fiction? And then it's like, okay, what's coming up for me? Like, what, what am I feeling right now? Right. Because a lot of times I, I think, you know, anger is kind of a mask for like 15 other emotions that we are truly feeling. Right. And for me, my anger is typically a mask for, um, disappointment and sadness. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my reaction to when I feel sad or disappointed. Um, so, you know, how can people start kind of paying attention to their emotions to better equip them to move through these different life circumstances. Oh, I love this question. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. Okay. Let's Um, do it. (laughs) Emotions. Uh, Sorry. I like need another drink. Have some water. So emotions, what we try to do, what we do on autopilot is we try to resist them. So we try to buffer. So we do everything else. We might pick up a bag of chips. We might even do something healthy and go work out. We might turn on Netflix. You know, there's a lot of things that we try to do to resist these emotions. Mm -hmm. So what you brought up was great. Just, you know, journaling, trying to figure this out. But I like to think of them as say that you're in a room and it's windy and the door, it's so windy though, that that door is just like, you're pushing it shut to hold the wind. 
But what if you just opened the door and allowed it? And that's what we don't do. We don't process our emotions, right? Instead, we try to like push them down. We try to ignore them. We try to buffer doing anything else, but really acknowledging what is coming up for us. So if we acknowledge it, like, what am I feeling right now? Like, what is this emotion? I have anxiety. Okay. So why am I having anxiety? Again, it's the question like what's okay. All right. Anxiety. Like think of anxiety as like a human. <laughs> You're like anxiety. Do you remember those you can hang out. Books? Miss Sunshine, Miss like Little Miss, yes. the Little Miss books. Totally. That's what the image that just came to my mind is. Right. And it is. <laughs> like that's so maybe anxiety is just hanging out with you today and the door's open, the wind is going, and anxiety is that wind, and you're just kind of letting it go, but it's not gonna derail your day. But you're also not gonna buffer and ignore or try to push it away. You're just gonna be like, I'm going to sit in this purpose. I'm going to sit here with anxiety for a minute and I'm going to recognize you. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to ask why you're here. And then I'm going to say, okay, so you can stay, but guess what? I also am going to do these things. You're also not going to derail my day, but what people do is they resist. So if we just stop resisting and just start allowing and also understanding that we're going to have positive and negative emotions and it's okay. It's part of the human experience. Yeah. We're going to have more positive emotions though, or at least have more peace. If we deal with our emotions, if we ask the questions, if we go through the process, so allowing it instead of resisting is my number one, I guess, answer to your question. But, um, I just like the door analogy, but let it flow, let it be question it, let it hang out for a while, but keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think so many of us allow it to derail or we make excuses as a result of it. We allow and, it to derail or we start mm-hmm. overeating. We yeah. pick up the bottle of alcohol. We do anything to buffer, to right. not feel it. But by not feeling it, it's still there. We're resisting. It's harder to keep that door shut than just to open it up and let it be a little breezy. I agree. I always say that like the short, everybody's like, what's the shortcut? What's the shortcut? I'm like, mm, through like, or as you <laughs> said, it's like opening the door, like, just let it, let it in, like feel it, let it go through you. Because if you resist, right, that's when the pain gets worse. That's when you, I believe, you know, your, your health gets impacted, right? Because wellness isn't just about, you know, it's not just about physical, it's truly like emotional and mental wellness is so incredibly important. And, you know, hopefully that's what everybody's getting from this episode today, right? Is that, yes, wellness is all encompassing. It is. And it's so important. I know that so many of you guys that are listening to this podcast, that your physical health went down the drain when you started going through the process, Yep. because all of that emotional and mental stuff that was going on, all of that spiritual, all of it comes out through your physical fatigue. I got zits all over my back. Like, I don't know why, but that's where it was coming out. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, why is my, I have like back knee <laughs> you know? yeah. and I, I have- got cystic acne on my chin. Like that's, and, and it's funny because I, you know, my listeners know, like my mom passed away a couple of months. And so I have been physically manifesting my anxiety and my stress in different ways. And it's interesting because it's manifesting differently a little bit, but like for me too, like it would come in the form of cystic acne and I'm like, 
in my forties. Like what is is happening? (laughs) And then to your point, like I realized I was like, Oh, this is like the anxiety and the stress that I'm feeling. This is how it's coming out, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and we don't always have, we don't have control in how it winds up manifesting necessarily. We know that it's going to manifest in some way, which is why it's so important to kind of nip it in the bud or just nip it in the bud as it's happening. And it, it becomes easier to do later on. And, and, you know, you get a better handle on it, right? You have to practice. You practice. I practice. We're you have perfect. to practice and you're always practicing. It doesn't yes. stop. Yes. No, but the sooner you do it and just take care of that emotional piece, the stronger you're physically going to get, you know, all of it comes together. It's just important to go through it for sure. Yes. Well, Amy, as we wrap, um, I want to just ask if there's any other tips that you want to share with the audience today, um, that we haven't hit on yet regarding our topic. I don't know. I'm hoping this regards the topic, but whatever's what's coming to mind right now is that I read this back in my twenties when I was in the middle of my, um, unhappy marriage and it stuck with me and it's from Napoleon Hill. And it's just, he said, it's the think and grow rich book, but whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And so whatever is going on in your life, it, whether it's financial, physical, relationship, whatever it is, what you're going through right now is just a bump. It's a bump in your road and it's part of your path, but you can dream big. You can be whatever you want. You, there's always time. I mean, people even go back to school in their eighties, like nothing is too late. So just lean in, take care of yourself, really go through this whole process of like learning how to manage your emotions and your, your emotions and feelings are the same thing, but just really tuning into that and realizing that you do hold all the power. You do hold all of the answers. You just have to trust the process and trust yourself and dream big because life is great. Like I never imagined I would be where I am now. Like I have an amazing husband. I did tell you already, we have seven kids, so many kids, but we have like a dream lifestyle. And it's because I took that, that step towards change, you know, and everything unlocked. And so I want that for everyone who wants it for themselves. And it's totally achievable. It is. There's no difference between you who's listening and Amy or Mm -hmm. myself. We, it, it took a mindset shift and the belief that anything is possible and we get to recreate our life at any point in time. So stop making excuses to everybody listening. Stop making those excuses and just take one step forward. So Amy, thank you so, so much for being my guest today. How can people find you? And I know that you also have a very generous free gift for all of our listeners that will be in the show notes. Yes. So just my website is the best way. LuckySanders.com. It has everything on there. Um, L-U-C-K-Y-S-A-N-D-E-R-S.com. And then the freebie is just all about wellness and all, all of it's encompassing. So we talk about relationships in the freebie. We talk about, um, even physical. So like my favorite weight loss tips from, you know, my instructor, (laughs) my instructor hat teaching. And then we also go through, everything that I just went through on this, that teaches you how to take control of your emotions so that you can live a better life. Wonderful. Amy, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure.
Of course. And everybody tuning in, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. You know that I love hearing your feedback. So please share with me what was an aha moment? What was a learning that you had? What is a commitment that you're going to make towards improving your wellness, your mental, your physical, your emotional wellness, as it is that you are navigating your divorce process? I love to hear from you, Wendy at wendysterling.net. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss a single episode we release every single week. And if you're looking for support, definitely check out my Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and my social handle across all social media channels is Divorce Rehab with Wendy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, sending you all tons of love, light, and joy as always. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time.